Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I remember when I was young, my parents would always, on Easter, made my brother and I go through a treasure hunt to find our Easter baskets. We'd each get a clue, and a clue would lead to another one, and lead us all over the house to go uh, and finally find our Easter baskets. My brother and I always had a great time uh, trying to find and, and search for our Easter baskets. And so since we've arrived here at the last Sunday of Easter, it seems appropriate that we do another Easter hunt of sorts. And so today we're going to follow some clues to answer the question, where is eternal life? Where is eternal life? And the first clue is this, where Jesus will be. Now, when we think of eternal life, we think of a place called heaven, where Jesus will be when we die or when he comes back on the last day. And when we arrive, life there will be endless. It will be everlasting. We will be with Jesus face to face. How glorious and amazing that will be. Until he returns on the last day, we will be at rest, blissful in his presence. But when that last day of resurrection comes and Jesus brings our bodies out of the grave, raised to be imperishable and immortal, we will know eternal life in all of its fullness. With our new eyes, we will see incredible colors and beauty. All creation will be remade. What wonders we will see in eternal life. We'll hear the most incredible music. Praises and honor sung to Jesus on the throne. Choirs of angels and archangels and all the saints in heaven. Praising God in the highest. And we'll have fingers and hands to hold and touch one another again. It's been said by grief counselors that widows and widowers miss the touch of their spouse most. It's indeed lonely, but that loneliness is intensified because those everyday touches of hugs and hands being held are missing. And without human touch, we <laughs> Our grief reaches deeper into our spirits because those moments of loving touch disappear. But in the eternal life of resurrected glory, we will hug and, and touch those that we loved who also believed in Christ in this life. Yes, eternal life is where Jesus will be. With sights, sounds, and touches, we will live endlessly in everlasting joy with Jesus. Where is eternal life? For our next clue, we head to the lectern. And the clue is this, where Jesus has been. Here at the lectern, we hear God's word read. God's, we hear God's promise and what Jesus has done for us. In our text today, we saw that Jesus prayed that he would be glorified and that he would glorify the Father. Now, when we hear that word glorified, oftentimes we think of someone who's won a championship or a gold medal. 
and standing at the podium, receiving glory and adoration of those cheering. But Jesus has something more basic in mind here. He used glorify as simply meaning to reveal someone to other people. And so Jesus is revealing the Father to us. Jesus is praying that he will reveal the Heavenly Father to us. And when we, when we hear God's word read from the lectern, we hear of where Jesus has been and what he has done. One time Jesus was with his disciples and he told them that he was the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through him. And one of his disciples, Philip, said to him, show us the Father, and it is enough. Jesus responded, saying, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. See, Jesus glorifies the Father by showing who the Father is and what he thinks of us. What we see when we look at Jesus is that our God is a God of love, a God of life, a God of grace. And again, we see that throughout God's work. We hear an account of, of what Jesus does one day when he sees a man who is in such a pitiful estate. He, he's been kicked out of the village where he once resided. He lives destitute and dependent on others to give him food. His clothes are tattered and dirty. No one dares come close to him. And if anyone does, he yells out, leper, leper. And everyone avoids him. No one has touched him for months. He is lonely. But the pain goes deeper than the sores on his skin. But Jesus comes by and he stops. And he goes up to the man and yes, he touches him. Jesus heals him with a word. The sores are gone. But the simple touch is one of love. The man has given his life back. And God is glorified as this act of love brings joyous praise to the man's lips. He has given life and life eternal in that touch. Or listen to the sounds of agony coming from the three crosses at Mount Calvary. Two criminals on either side of Jesus. The stench of death hovers in the air. Blood and sweat run into Jesus' mouth as he tastes the suffering required for the death of the world, for your sin and mine. One of the criminals asks for a blessing, saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And listen closely to Jesus glorify his Father, reveal his Father here as he says, Today you will be with me in paradise. A criminal who deserves to die is given life, eternal life, from Jesus. Jesus glorified his Father, not on a pedestal and with cheers, but on a cross with jeers all around him. And yet the sights and the sounds of that day declare the glory of God as we see and hear of God's love and giving eternal life. Perhaps one of the best-known verses of the Bible declares it best in John 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Where is eternal life? Where Jesus has been. Now for our third clue, we head to the altar. The third clue is this. Where is eternal life? Where Jesus is now. Because we know Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose from the grave, and he's here with us now, bringing us life, bringing us eternal life. You see, eternal life needs to begin, and it doesn't start after we die. Eternal life begins at that moment when we are made children of God in the waters of baptism. And it continues as we come to the altar and we receive the Lord's Supper. We celebrate the feast. Jesus is truly present in, with, and under the bread and the wine. We touch it. We taste it. We see it. And when we leave, we hear those words, the true body and blood of Jesus strengthen and preserve you into life everlasting. See, right here at this altar, you receive eternal life. Because Jesus is here for you. The same is true with the words that we hear read from God's word. Jesus prayed for you. He prayed for you saying, For I have given them the words that you gave me, and that they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and that they have believed that you sent me. That's why we gather here together in worship. It's why we gather together for Bible study. It's why we do daily devotions. Because this word has been given to us from God. And it's the source of our believing. And by believing, we have eternal life. Where Jesus is in word and sacrament, there is eternal life. Where is eternal life? Here's the last and fourth clue. Where Jesus is with you. With you. Eternal life is not so much uh, a place in the future. Eternal life is not just what happened in the past. Eternal life is not just here in the church. Eternal life is where Jesus is. And so even when we go forth from this place, we know that Christ goes with us. So eternal life goes with us. Wherever we go, there is eternal life. You know, we, we know that familiar uh, saying that you may be the only Bible that some people read. But in the same way, you also may be the real evidence that this life is not all there is. That there is more. The way that we live out our eternal lives as Christians is different. Right? And the People that we, we go out from here, people should notice that in us. A different way of living is we live in the eternal life right now that Christ won for us with his life, death, and resurrection. So do you have the answer now? Where is eternal life? Where Jesus will be? Where Jesus has been? Where Jesus is right now? Again, with you with you every single day. Eternal life is where Jesus will be, has been, and is, and is with you now, wherever you go and wherever you are.
On this Memorial Day weekend, we also remember the blessings of freedom that God has passed down to us from generations. It's also a day to remember that the one who laid down his life for us, so those who laid down theirs for this nation may reclaim it for eternity through their belief in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Certainly we pray that no life given in defense of this nation is ever given in vain. Because God is working through this country, through this freedom, this people, to share the truth of Jesus Christ as Savior. Listen to Jesus pray. He prays for you. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you sent me. I have made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. Through the love of God, he has made known how precious life is as we remember and give thanks. What a treasure eternal life is now and forever, because it's simply life with the Father through his Son, Jesus. And so as this Easter season comes to a close, we remember that eternal life is not just something that we celebrate during the Easter season. But rather, we celebrate it throughout our lives, for we have that eternal life now. Because where is eternal life? Eternal life is where Jesus is. And Jesus is with you always. Amen.